We are back with another episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Quentin Crisco. Find me on Twitter at BuckHisStats. Find the show on Twitter at Shaving underscore points. That's PTS underscore pod. And check out www.shaving-points.com. And we are at the Senior Bowl. Day three of practices just concluded. I'm joined here by Robert K. Schmitz and Jacob Infante of Windy City Gridiron, both of them. And Jay is unfortunately unable to make this show, but we got some people covering for him. And how are you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. My sunburn's not faded yet, so I still look like a red lobster. <laughs> but a nice chilly day of practice today, a good one, even though some of our favorites sat out. But we still got some, some winners, and we still got some surprises, and that's what I came to Mobile for. What about you, Jacob? I'm freezing. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I am so cold right now. I'm holding this coffee right now to you know stay warm. Uh, I came underprepared for what was – coming honestly but uh had a good time at practice though so honestly i think it's worth it uh sitting out and you know q you said it was like it was like 55 out yeah it did but not feel like no 55. it was no shot wind chill of negative 80 obviously. yeah yeah <laughs> oh, but so we're just gonna go real quick here through our, our three biggest winners from the week and our three biggest surprises of the week you want to kick us off, Robert? Oh, of the week, not yeah. of today. Of the week. Well, you can you can do both. Well, honestly, I'm I'm glad you did because there are some guys, for instance, that I think had better weeks than they had today. Day three in particular. I, I don't know what you thought, Jacob, because it was your first day, but it felt like the intensity was a little better on the other two days of practice, especially day two. Whereas today, you saw some people even go as far as to sit out if they felt like they'd already stated their claim, so to speak, and that they're waiting for the senior bowl game. I yeah. feel like Michael Wilson has been on an upward trajectory and I already liked him, but or we talked about him yesterday, but today he had another really good day running routes. He left his hands back in the locker room, but you know what? I'll take a receiver that can get open and figure his hands out later, especially when he showed us he can catch the ball yesterday. I still feel like Jaden Reed uh, on the national side did a great job separating himself. Didn't do as much today, nothing wild and crazy, but I mean, he looked like himself. I feel like Caillou Blue Kelly, I'm going over way more than three, huh? Uh, Darius <laughs> Rush played really well. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson played so well that he, or the corner out of Miami, that he didn't have to play today to make his statement. And um, I, I feel like Julius Brents is worth a mention. The 6'3 corner out of Kansas State showed his length in big form. But Jacob, what about you? Who did you see that you were like, I got one day, but they stood out? Yeah. So. Again, clarifying, I wasn't able to make it to the first two days because of <sighs> terrible weather conditions in Dallas. Awful. Just, yeah, brutal. But, yeah, so this is my being my first and only day of, you know, watching the practices. Uh, a couple of people who stood out to me, I was especially interested. Uh, Darius Rush from, you know, South Carolina looked really good in coverage, uh, especially when you're looking at uh, – in these sort of positional drills, like in those one-on-ones, they have the entire field to work with. You know, it's designed to get receivers open, essentially. I thought Rush did very well. I thought Christopher Smith out of Georgia looked really good. I mean, especially for a safety. Like, mm -hmm. you don't see too many safeties who are able to hold their own in man coverage as well as Christopher Smith did. Uh, a couple other people who stood out to me. I was really interested in what I saw with uh, Will McDonald the edge rusher out of Iowa state. I thought he was very quick off the ball. Uh, 
the you know the explosiveness is such a key part of his game uh, at the collegiate level, and I was definitely you know happy to see that that translated. Flexibility was absurd. I mean, and he looked really good in those one-on-one drills. Uh, and then if I had to go with another one, and there are a handful that I'm you know sure I'm glossing over, but one that's just coming off. Off the top of the dome, uh, I thought Ryan Hayes out of Michigan had a pretty good performance. I thought that, uh, especially in those one-on-one drills, he used his length incredibly well. Like he's a bigger guy; he's like six, seven, six, eight. So he's massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with those longer arms, it's easier to lock out defenders from inside of your chest. And I think that he showed that perfectly. Uh, power was very good, and just on a consistent basis, he was. Uh, he was the winner on, at least from what I saw today on, you know, a majority of his reps. Yeah. And so for, for just for today, I'll go ahead and give my three winners. Um, first up was, uh, I'm a, I'm a butcher this name for the, the like fifth time in two days, but at a Bawe at a Tamiwa, the edge rusher out of Northwestern. Right, and, so are you going last yeah. name, first name on accident? Cause it's, I wrote it wrong in my notes <laughs> because I, so I think I got this one. I, I interviewed him. I made sure I got the name right before I called him. Aditamuwa Adabare. There you go. Nailed it. That, that took me forever to remember, but I got it. It took me forever, but so yeah, anyway. he was, he was, I think one of the biggest winners for me today. Yeah. Uh, he kicked down to the interior and he started doing that some yesterday and started getting some some pluses for himself in my in my in my book. And today he, I thought he had a very very good day playing inside. Yeah. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with Jalen Duncan, a guy who really I I barely noticed out there the first two days. I didn't think really had a a good showing in day two, but. Day three today, I thought that he he really showed out, said, I'm going to leave a lasting impression on these scouts, and gave his best effort. And then third here, I'm going to go with Curtis McClendon out of uh, Chattanooga. I think that he he had a lot more just really good moments than he'd had in the first two days. And that's something that you'd love to see out of a small school guy who's getting an opportunity to show himself off a little bit here that, you know, I mean, I, 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 Jacob probably knows where to find Chattanooga tape, but I have no idea where it is. <laughs> um, what about your guys' three biggest surprises from today? From Well, okay, so there's a receiver that filled in for one of the other receivers that couldn't make it. His name, uh, Charlie Jones, dropped out. Instead, we got Grant DuBose. And I feel like today on day three, we saw a little bit of flash from him. I feel like he needs some refinement. But there's juice in those feet that some of these other receivers don't have. And he's pretty sizey. Let me see. I'll pull his measurements right here. We're looking at a 6'2", 204 receiver. And I am obsessed with athletes with like height and length. So, of course, I have to mention the big, tall, fast guy. And speaking of big, tall, fast guys, you took his name out of my mouth. I, I have to give Darius Rush some serious kudos. I feel like I didn't see this guy on the, his South Carolina tape. Yeah. But we're starting to see a player that's really finding it. And frankly, I think he's he's super long, but he's playing like he's got the feet of his own corner. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to give him a lot of versatility wherever he ends up. A third one, okay, he's not a surprise, but I forgot to mention him earlier, Sid Brown. 
uh, out of Illinois is another really, really good safety that has the skill to play nickel. He's surprisingly contact uh, effective at the top of his break. And I have to like slip Payne Durham's name in here because he's been the standout tight end. Uh, so much to the point where it's like we barely we barely got any reason to talk about him. But <laughs> he had one of his best days of two, three really good days where he made catch after catch after catch after catch in one-on-ones, team drills, and even in the two-minute drill catching a vertical seam, which I did not think was part of his arsenal. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, so one that was a bit uh, surprising to me, I thought Nesta Jade Silvera out of Ooh. Arizona State. That's a guy who I didn't have like massive expectations for coming out because I had a like a lower round uh, undrafted sort of grade on him. Uh, and when I say grade, I don't mean like set in stone. I just mean like generally this is the kind of area I think it'll be. And then I have like a game or two more to watch of these guys. And then, you know, once I get to that, once the combine happens with all the testing and all that, then I'll start to solidify it. But Silvera did a pretty good job. I thought he uh, showcased some nice acceleration off the ball. And I was especially intrigued because we looked at on the back of our little uh, pam on our little media things here, uh, we have access to zebra technologies and that shows a lot of, you know, like speed numbers, acceleration numbers, you know, miles per hour and just who's the most explosive. Mm -hmm. And Silvera was one of the most explosive defensive linemen, you know, in the class uh, over the last couple of days. And today I think, you know, we saw <laughs> some of that quickness, uh, you know, he's not necessarily the biggest guy. He's not the lengthiest guy out there. And I think, you know, that can cause some issues uh, in double team situations from what we saw on tape, but uh, I came away impressed with him. Uh, someone else that I thought was, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. I think oh. <laughs> didn't necessarily live up to the expectation. I'm, I'm going in a, a negative direction here. I'll say uh, Derek Hall out of Auburn. Yeah. And that's not to say I thought he was terrible because, you know, not in, he wasn't like bad. Right. I, I just don't think he looked the part of, the early day two fringe round one player that a lot of people have said, and I've seen a lot of draft rankings that have him, you know, propelled pretty high up there. And it's a really talented edge class. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see if, you know, this explosive, this high motor, this tenacious pass rusher can really hold his own. And to me, he just, he looked like another guy. Like, I mean, he looked like he should be drafted. That's for sure. But he didn't look like someone who should be drafted super high. So right. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens in the game and what happens with this combine testing and all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, truthfully, I just wasn't necessarily thrilled with what I saw from him there. And if you're going to put me on the spot here for one more, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go with uh, Dontavion Wicks. I thought that so – I'll just clarify first and foremost sure. that – there are a lot of people who are higher on Dontavion Wicks than I am. Uh, I just think from – I have concerns about his drops. I think that was a big issue for him at Virginia. Uh, I mean, he's got good size and good speed. Uh, I had some concerns about his abilities to separate. I saw a bit more of that separation uh, today. And, and granted, you know, when you're bouncing back and forth from O-line to D-line to receivers, you know, it's tough to keep track of every single person's every single rep. But I look at Dontavion Wicks, I saw a guy who, you know, a long stride type of dude, he's a longer receiver, 
but I was intrigued with the flashes I saw. And I don't think he's – like, if, if it were up to me, he's firmly in that day three category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there are certainly weaknesses of his game, but there were aspects where I'm like, okay, you know, I can – I could see something here, you know, maybe not a superstar or anything, but he, he did better than I was expecting. And maybe that says more to my lowered expectations than it does of how he performed. But at least for me, that was something that was surprising to me. I thought he did uh, better than I was anticipating coming in. Well, to go to bat for you on an eval you had in the past, yeah. I mean, I could sit here and wax poetic about guys like Jaden Reed, about guys like Michael Wilson, and I have over the last couple episodes. But when these guys perform like they do, they get well out of that day three category. Yeah. It comes about which day are or like which round of the first two, yeah. maybe first three are they gonna get drafted in? And you're still looking for your Darnell Moonies, right? Yeah. The guys that didn't explode mm-hmm. but looked like they belonged. And yeah. Dontavion Wicks hasn't been the best performer, yeah. but he stayed away from being the worst performer through three days of senior bowl camp against, I'd say, the best corners that were at the senior bowl. And so, yeah. like you're saying, there there becomes a point where for a team that needs a receiver and needs a receiver late, yeah. somebody who had a really wonderful, I think he has the uh, single season receiving record for what he did in 2021 at Virginia, right? So if he's got that record, like you've got production history, you've got size, length, and like you're saying, some real concerns that'll push him to day three, but it's a different way of looking at surprised, right? It's not, he dominated, but that doesn't mean that he always played poorly because a little bit of refinement and suddenly you're a number two receiver in the NFL looking at a pretty hefty extension like Darnell Mooney. And on the uh, Derek Hall front, it was something that you and I, Jacob, were talking about a little bit after the practice of like, I almost question watching watching him over the last few days how much this environment suits the player he is. You know, I mean, he's he's like the Tasmanian devil. He's just like flying around off the ball. Like there is no half speed rep for him. Yeah. What that is going to be good. And some of the reps we see out here is half speed, seventy five percent speed. And you're also not trying to hurt the guys you're practicing against, right? And I almost wonder if holding back a little bit impacts the way he looks in a practice. And I'll be interested to see how he looks in the actual game because of that. Um, Now, my my three biggest surprises, I'll just jump into those here. First up, Mil Echior. I mean, I watching this guy's tape, I was back and forth and back and forth on him. And I just, you know, there were reps where it's like this guy, he's smart. He clearly has all the heart in the world, but I just, I didn't know if he, there was just some really weird things with his stance, with the way that some of his fundamentals really were just geared towards that. Just, it was really odd to see that a Nick Saban team allowed it (laughs) to be honest, but he moved into center yesterday, played very well. And then today he continued that, that very strong play. And I mean, I'm, I'm shy. He's one of my surprises of the weekend that he he just really came out here and played good football. Um, and then my second biggest surprise was Nick Broker uh, out of Ole Miss, offensive guard. I was not expecting a lot from him coming into this weekend. I just didn't. I, I, he looked fine to me on tape, but that was about it. And he continued to just be 
a bit more than fine through through all three days this week and especially today he really really put together some good reps and made me say i have to go back and relook at him and reconsider the way i was looking at him um and then third is guys already been mentioned here ryan hayes he put together a heck of a day today i was not expecting for him to come out and end up being one of the better o-linemen in practice today and he was um and I think do we do you guys want to do some winners, three winners of the total weekend? Sure. Okay. Why not? Right? Yeah, let's do it. Why don't you go ahead and jump in, Robert? Well, I feel like Tyreek Stevenson. Okay, so I'm gonna start at the top, right? So not winners that uh not winners that like show that they went from UFA to mid-round or something like that. But I thought Jaden Reed may have just put himself in conversation for like that second round area that we saw Memphis's Anthony Miller drafted at also while or like not so long ago. He's young enough to still be considered a high upside guy and was extraordinarily competitive this whole weekend. I'm really interested to see what NFL scouts have to say about him. I feel like Tyreek Stevenson, it's it's a bizarre corner class and a deep corner class. And Tyreek Stevenson came out and dominated, played really, really wonderful football. And then a guy like Michael Wilson, um, I know I've talked a lot about him. I know it's very easy uh, to understand why I would pick him, but for a guy who missed the entire 2021 season with a foot injury, missed a lot of the 2022 season with an injury that the college won't label, so that sucks. Um, I feel like a weekend like this that showed he can play at a very high level is extraordinarily important for a guy with so little tape. Now, how is her? How is his medicals going to hold up? I don't know. I'm not a doctor, and the team's not going to tell me. But as far as three days of practice, I feel like he put as good a film as you could ask for a guy his size and his speed to put out, and that makes him a winner in my book. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, so one guy that I'm going to mention and – for a little bit of a different reason, uh, I'd say Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. And you watch him, and you can obviously tell he's a great athlete. You can tell that long speed is something that very few tight ends can really replicate. And right. I think from, from our perspective, to be able to see those miles per hour numbers, to be able to see his acceleration like in the data – I think that's massive. And I, you know, you feel like NFL teams have access to this stuff. So maybe they've been higher on Musgrave than, you know, a lot of the draft media has for quite some time because you can see the numbers. He's pretty dang fast. Extraordinary. Yeah. And I think that when you're just looking at the upside, like sure, there's still some room to improve as, you know, as a route running technician, but off of pure size and athleticism alone. I think that Musgrave really helped himself out. And I'm at the point where, yes, you have Michael May Meyer. Yes, you have Darnell Washington. Yes, you have da uh, Dalton Kincaid. At what point do you start having Luke Musgrave in that first-round conversation? And for the record, I probably won't have a first-round grade on Musgrave. But I think you could reasonably make an argument that he belongs at least in consideration just because of upside alone. And if you're working, sure, he's not a great blocker, but I think seeing the quantifiable data of just how fast Musgrave is, you know, how much faster he is than all the linebackers who were there, the fact that he's just as fast, if not faster, than a lot of receivers and DBs who are there, uh, I think that's a big one. So he's uh, – He's a winner for me. Uh, there are a lot of guys that 
you know, I'm sure I'm either forgetting or I've glossed over, but I think Musgrave really helped himself out. And I think just to have those numbers and to have that tape against, you know, some of the best in the country, uh, I think that really helped him out. Yeah. And then for me, starting off with a guy I already mentioned, and I might need Jacob's help again with this, Adetamawa Adebowari. Okay. Did I get that? Adetamawa Adebowari. Okay. Very, very close. (laughs) Yeah. An improvement for sure. So getting on the right track. Yeah. I got the order of them right at least this time. You're picking it up faster than I did. So that's, you know, good on you. Um, Like I said, yesterday, he surprised me today. He surprised me. I think he helped his draft position tremendously this week. And I'm excited to see what he does at the combine where and where he ends up going and what type of role they envision him in. Because I think that in the right role, he's a player that could be, from what I saw this weekend, very productive. Um, second, Will McDonald, best player at the Senior Bowl. And he was not considered that coming in. I think it was clear that he was just on another level than a lot of guys out there. And he really is a guy who played out of position most of his college career. I mean, they asked him to do things that no 230, 240-pound player is really asked to do very often. And that impacted his production, impacted the way that I think evaluators looked at him. And this weekend put him in his best position to succeed, and he succeeded. Uh, Third, Matt Bergeron. Matt Bergeron just consistently looked like one of the best offensive tackles in in this class this week and also showed the versatility to be able to play guard. And for me, at least, he was he was probably in between like that in between tier two and tier three of the tackle class coming into this. And I'm looking at him now as firmly cemented in tier two and even pushing into tier one like that. That's the type of weekend that he had where I'm starting to say this guy looks like he could be a steal in the second round, not just a value, not not just a guy who's like that's right about where he should be. Um, but that's all we have for you this time, folks. Uh, Robert Jacob, do you guys want to tell people where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Robert K. Schmitz. Check out the Windy City Gridiron podcasting channel, where specifically we'll be recording Building the Board. A little bit more senior bowl analysis, not just day three, but the whole weekend. Pretty much just like this show, but how it impacted our rankings, particularly we'll be building a Bears draft board as we go this season. Be sure to check it out at WindyCityGridiron.com. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, so you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Infante24. You know, written work over at Windy City Gridiron. you check out my Patreon that I have. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, so I'm going to be having uh, an updated uh, ranking of all my non-Power 5 prospects, um, over 100 prospects uh, from, a, from a group of five perspective, FCS, uh, D2, D3, what have you. So uh, I'm excited for that, and I'm going to eventually have more stuff there. So, yeah, that's where you guys can check me out. And obviously, you know, doing stuff over at Windy City Gridiron with – Building the board. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you guys this time. Thanks for following us around. Thanks for following along with us all week. And do not sleep on the Lions.